As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerize Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues! You can't trade Alex Steen. And Regina, or Regina if she were a town in Canada, uh, she responds with, why not Bennington? Real men, you drink pumpkin beer. Get ready to hear some noise tonight! Hi there, everyone. I'm Haley Wickenheiser, and this is Let's Go Blues Radio. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, guys. This is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Welcome, folks, to Season 9, Episode 45 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often intimidated, but never duplicated, Imitated. I said intimidated. Already off to a great start here, Bill. Uh, never duplicated, always liberated. We are the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA, and by CenterIceBrewery.com, St. Louis's first and only hockey-themed brewery. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, July 21st, 2021, post Seattle expansion draft. This is franchise episode number 311 all time. Uh, ooh, show number 311. Are you a fan of 311, Bill? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I, I dig, you know, their music. Who, who's not down, right? Right. Yeah. That, that's a solid reference. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I, I don't dislike them, but can't say that uh, I have full albums in my uh, my catalog. I will say that uh, I do dislike them. Um, I have seen them live because I like so many bands that are similar to them, but for some reason, I never got into their sound. I just, I not, not for me, and I don't know why that is. I like ska music, I like all kinds of rock and alternative, but it just it never resonated with me. So not a 311 fan, but we'll go ahead and give them reference. They're a pretty famous band. So 311, episode number 311 tonight, in honor of that band that other people like that I do not. Uh, right. And don't they derive their name? 311 isn't that like the um, the penal code or the um, the statute in Omaha where they're from uh, for possession of marijuana? I think, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think there was a there was a rumor going around that it was for like public sex or something. But yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. I think it's uh, marijuana possession. 
Uh, I am your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by Bill Day. Kirk Price is on assignment. Uh, for your listening pleasure, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey for the next little while. To interact with the show on social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a search for us. If you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the internet. Have you checked out our Discord server? Blues fans can talk with other Blues fans with either text or voice chat. The three hosts of the show will periodically be in there this summer, especially when any news breaks. Uh, we obviously, we would have typically been in there tonight, but we're doing a show instead. So, uh, But typically, I think this is a situation where we would have been in the Discord chat. Uh, for more info, go to letsgoblues.com slash Discord. Uh, we are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. Smash the bell so you'll get notifications when we go live. Bill Day. Again, we already uh, we already talked about 311 on this show. Uh, I think we've got some hockey talk coming. But uh, other than that, how has the last week in the life of Bill Day been? Um. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, first time I actually took time off of work, like an extended break. Um, so I'm off all this week, and man, I have, I have really, really made an impression on my couch this week. Let me tell you that. Um, yeah, I was hoping to get some golf in, but dealing with some back issues, so. I'm just chilling with the dogs, watching TV. I uh, decided that I was going to uh, get caught up on Succession. Um, everybody I know has told me I, I would love the show, and uh, so far it's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, just uh, doing a lot of nothing and uh, enjoying it. So how about you? I've had, I've, oh, I've had a crazy couple of days here. Well, uh, so Saturday – or I'm sorry, not Saturday. Uh, yesterday was Tuesday. God, I can't believe yesterday was only Tuesday. Um, my phone, I was sitting there in the morning, uh, woke up with my son, getting ready to, uh, you know, get my day started. I'm kind of just, you know, scrolling through Twitter, seeing all the, the blues news and all the crazy rumors going around. And um, then the screen just goes black, which has happened before. Typically, all I have to do is do a restart. Boom. It's fine. Never could restart. It was still making like, the usual noises, like when I'd plug it into the charger, it would still make the noise that, hey, it's charging. But I couldn't get the displays just gone, which I've never had that happen before. And so, like, I even, like, picked up my wife's phone and tried to call it. And it it would ring on her end, like, all the way through until it got to voicemail. But it would never do anything on my actual phone. It just sat there like it was off. And so this was an issue all the way across... I've got some pretty big things going on in my life right now. So this was not a good time. Not that there's ever a good time for your phone to just stop working in today's world. You always need a damn phone by your side just for whatever reason, but with my job and just, there's been a lot of things going on. So yeah, I had to uh, call up and, and God, Bill, you've probably dealt with something like this. I know that they're reading off a manual and they're doing their jobs. God bless them. I'm not, sitting here complaining about people in the service industry. I'm complaining about what they are basically told to say no matter what. So I call AT&T for my wife's phone and he's like, well, to verify it's you, I need to send you a text and you need to read me the code. And I'm like, but my phone's not working. I can't read the text. Oh, uh, hang on a second. 
And I'm sitting there thinking, I can't be the first person to call because their phone is black and they can't see anything. And it, I don't know. It was just silly. I'm sitting there. I'm already frustrated. This guy clearly had no idea what to do because the phone wasn't working, so he couldn't verify it was me. And I'm like, this has got to be a normal situation, right? This is crazy. Well, all is well. I got a new phone today. Came in about 6 o'clock, so literally spent the whole draft trying to get things set up on it, get things working. But, God, I mean, you know, one of my friends told me today that getting a new phone is 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 getting to a point now where it's like, getting a new car or buying a house. It's like become such a hassle now. And it's, it's not at at that level quite, but I mean, it is annoying to when you have, when you're like, damn it, I got to get a new phone now. Yeah. That's, that's been my life. (laughs) Yeah. It, that, that, uh, initial setup, especially if you have to do it on your own. Oh man. That, uh, that just that takes forever. I know we um, we we switched back in March, uh, switched carriers, and both got brand new phones. And we just said, you know, we'll we'll let uh, our our friends at Best Buy and the Geek Squad take care of doing everything for us because, yeah, I, I did not uh, look forward to uh, to going through that for like the third time in two years. So. Yeah, and uh, I my last phone lasted like three and a half years, which is the longest I've ever had a phone last. So I was really like, okay, I got this new one in like February. I'm like, I want to do this again, hopefully another three years or so. And of course, it craps out. No, I was it was under warranty. I was able to get another one for free, no big deal. But well, and then first two was like when I'm talking to the guy in the, in the service department, he's like, oh, it'll be uh, four to six business days until your phone gets there, and I'm just like. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Not acceptable. I need this thing like yesterday, you know, like, and luckily I was able to get them to priority ship it, but I'm thinking, you know, in today's world, four days without a phone, that's an eternity, you know, especially with the kind of work that we do. Yeah. Uh, that completely unacceptable. Glad they got that resolved for you, uh, quicker than four to six business days. I, just, I tell you what, if we if if I wouldn't have bizarre. a phone at this if if I wouldn't have had a, a phone at this point, you would have had a much more angry Jeff Ponder for this show. So <laughs> I think it, it it worked out for the best. Today was a much better day than yesterday. Well, and it was also that okay, last story, and then we'll get into some hockey talk, I promise. Um they were cutting down a tree um on the uh right on the uh side yard for me. So as my phone goes black, my first thought is I need to run up to the AT&T store. So I uh, I run out there and St. Louis County is literally blocking my driveway with their truck. And so I look <laughs> out and I'm like, there's no one to be found. I'm like, what the hell? They all just disappeared because there was like seven people here. And so I run inside. I'm screaming. My wife's like, just calm down. I'm like, where did they all go? They can't just block someone's driveway and disappear. Well, I guess they were all sitting in one of the other trucks on the side of the house. I think they were all taking a break. So I guess they saw me like frantically run out looking for someone. And they, I, I looked out my, my front window and there was somebody scampering into the car to pull it back. And I guess they realized, oh, that guy probably needs to leave. But I'm just like, is this really how today's going to go? This was all at like 10 a.m. So it's just, well, I guess probably about 9 a.m. I'm like, this is going to be the worst day ever. 
but it all worked out. It all worked out. All right, Bill. Let's uh, let's actually talk about stuff people care about. Uh, official <clears throat> beers of episode number three eleven, and I say people who care about it. That's me and you who cares about the beer we're drinking. Besides us, but it's our show. We can do what we want. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, also, uh, make sure you follow Kurt C Price twelve. Uh, follow me at J Ponder ninety four and Bill over at Billy Blue Note thirty three. Bill, uh, lead us off. Uh, what's your uh, drink of choice tonight? My drink of choice tonight had to go with this uh, coffee beer for uh, Seattle coming into the league, right? That seems like apropos. Um, Four Hands, uh, Single Origin Imperial Coffee Stout, something I picked up uh, back uh, on Madagascar release day. Um, So I've been sitting on this one in the the beer cellar, um, which isn't really a beer cellar, but... uh, been sitting on this for for a few months, and uh, thought it was time to break it out, and it's good. It's a nice, uh, uh, good coffee with a little bit of chocolate and blueberry to it. So, uh, not not a bad break from uh, the summer IPAs I've been drinking. Oh, that's uh, that always what sounds good you? to me. Oh well, today, sir, I am drinking the uh, first of all out of my wonderful. Center Ice Brewery Glass, uh, although it is not Center Ice Beer. Uh, I think this, so this is a favorite of mine that I actually don't think I've ever had on the show. And it's a shame Kurt's not here to chastise me for it. I am drinking PBR, folks. PBR. That is wow. my favorite cheap beer. I love it. I Every time I see it, if I have to go to schnooks or whatever and they got like a 36 pack i'm like oh hell yeah because it's like 12 dollars. yeah okay deal uh i love me some pbr so decided to grab one for tonight that'd that'd be fun nice nice yeah always a good choice always a good choice uh and so we will get into the uh today in blues history courtesy of the at stl blues history account uh you can follow him again at stl blues history this is for july 21st 2021 uh july 21st 1996 25 years ago today a day i think we all actually probably remember fairly well as blues fans wayne gretzky leaves the st louis blues and signs as a free agent with the new york rangers uh, and uh, within the article was, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, within the post, STL Blues History included uh, an Associated Press article, I think that was posted in the Post-Dispatch, about how Gretzky was very happy to join the Rangers and, of course, rejoin his friend Mark Messier. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, Bill, do you remember this day? Do you remember the, the day that it was official that Gretzky was not coming back? Vaguely. Um, you know, just had that hope beyond hope that uh, he was going to stay here. And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, with the specter of uh, Mike Keenan still being, you know, the guy in charge, uh, you know, it wasn't going to work out. So um, it's, you know, we, we all hoped, you know, at least, uh, you know, friends that I remember talking to it about, um, we hoped that, uh, you know, the, the whole Janet Jones connection to St. Louis was, uh, was going to be enough to keep him here. And, uh, you know, but he needed to play on the big stage and, you know, go to New York and, uh, try to, try to win it again. Um, and, uh, well, 
didn't quite work out for him there, but, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what uh, what could have happened? Um, I mean, the, the West was so good in those days. Um, you know, after after he left here, you know, that, that following season, if we could have, you know, built with, you know, with him and you have him, you have Hull, you have Pronger and, you know, Grant Fuhrer, uh, I think that, that that's a pretty damn amazing team and they could have done some damage. But, uh, yeah, we'll never yeah, even know. With, even with those guys as old as they were getting you know hall was at the backstage of his career gretzky fjord um even mckinnis to a certain extent um maybe he was you could argue he was in his prime at that point but i'm just saying with some of those guys glenn anderson another one um even with them at the latter stages of their career that team was so loaded you had to think they had a very good shot very good shot of doing something if they would have stuck together one more year again Fuck Nick Kiprios, something we'll be saying very soon in a, another podcast we'll be joining. We'll be talking about the 95-96 season, so I'm sure <laughs> that'll come up a lot. But uh, but yeah, fuck Nick Kiprios. Who knows what that team could have done. John Casey played valley, valley, valiantly, uh, but uh, John uh, it's John Casey's not Grant Fjord. Maybe Grant Fjord right. makes that save in Game 7. Maybe he makes different saves to get the blues a win before game seven. Uh, who knows? It's just a shame. We never right. got to see that all play out. Yeah. I mean, just that thought alone, uh, the, the Iserman goal, that's glove side. I'm sure that's, yep. that's not sneaking by his blocker. So that, I mean, it was a hell of a shot, but pretty sure fears coming up with that one. So July 21st, 1998, uh, former St. Louis Blues owner Harry Yornest passed away. Uh, these are notes here from uh, STL Blues history himself. He says, thanks for buying the Blues when nobody wanted them. Damn you for letting your wife design the Blues jerseys. Uh, and those jerseys, of course, we mentioned on the show before, but it's the one that had the, the blue note in the middle with uh, the Blues in an arch across the top with uh, the yellow and the uh, the blue um sleeves uh really if it wasn't for the blues across the top i don't think that's a bad jersey but that just ruins the entire jersey yeah design wise they're not good and and those those were probably the cheapest material yeah. of any jersey i've ever come across i mean they were they were like nylon mesh and like not not what we would consider, you know, authentic player quality uh, this year. But I mean, that was the financial straits the team was in. I mean, hell, the players had to pay for their way back to St. Louis after the loss to Calgary in '86. It's uh, the team was in such dire straits. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah, those the jerseys will always have a special place in my heart because of that 86 team and the Monday night miracle. But yeah, the, uh, you know, second worst design behind the, uh, reverse retro, um, well, third worst behind the reverse retro and, and the clowns. But do we, um, so when we're talking about blues jerseys, do we count the reverse retro as since it's a third Jersey, do you count that as an actual like blues official yes. Jersey? Okay. Yes. So I'll agree. Just like I'll I count. Them. Yeah. Just like I count the Mooterus, 
in Dallas as the worst jersey in hockey history. That one's pretty bad. Um, I gotta say the recent Stars jerseys with the the neon green and the black. Hate those yeah. two. Those are yeah, hideous. Those, uh, yeah, those are a little too uh, laser tag or um, you know motocross for for my liking. Agreed. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, um, and just wanted to quickly point out um, the models in this picture uh, <laughs> that that went along with this uh, STL Today uh, uh, Blues History um, post. Not not your uh, real uh, stars. It's like they grabbed the two guys coming off. Um, from the uh, the team photo or something, but uh, Gilbert Lorme and Tim Bothwell, two very deep cuts. Yeah, I I didn't bother looking it up. I saw the numbers and I'm like, I don't know who that is. I told you I thought one of them was one of the Cavallini brothers at first, um, <laughs> but then I I just kept looking. I'm like, I don't know who they are, and I got sidetracked, pulled into something else. And then when you mentioned it, hey, do you know who those two players are? I was thinking, oh, I hope you do, because I fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim Bothwell, uh, big, big defenseman. So there were two big rangy defensemen on that team, um, the other being Dwight Schofield. Um, and he was just a, you know, straight up goon. Another guy who settled here and uh, um, used to used to play in the, a lot of the men's leagues and uh, – Actually had a short-lived uh, hockey store at Fairview Heights, but uh, that's oh, definitely that. not Dwight. Yeah. Uh, well, I was actually saying we take a break here, but we got a couple comments we'll go ahead and get to because some of them kind of relate to what we just talked about. Uh, Rodney Hale says, Landis Cog to the Blues, a hopefully, and he gives us a winky face. Uh, yeah, we've talked about him last week and the week before. I'm sure we'll talk more. We'll see. He was not selected by the Kraken. Hint, hint. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, definitely interesting. I hope that happens. Uh, winning Unlimited. Uh, so nice for the Kraken to start a franchise on the four-year anniversary of Center Ice Brewery. That was planned, right? They had to. They're, ah, Center Ice came in four years ago. Let's do this the same day. That's a pinnacle in the hockey market, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, not just saying that because they're a sponsor. <laughs> uh, winning Unlimited also adds today in Blues history. I'm sorry, today in history, the final Harry Potter book is released. Uh, what year was that? I'm wondering, Mr. Gold, uh, because uh, I I don't I don't follow Harry Potter. During the pandemic, I finally watched all the movies my wife made me. Um, visited Harry Potter World and uh, Universal when I was there a couple months ago, but. Not a big Harry Potter guy. So tell me what year that was. I'd be interested. Bill, do you have any idea? No, no. I'm, I think we are, like Kurt said last week or the week before, he's not a Harry Potter guy either, um, which yeah. surprised me uh, yeah. given you know, the age of his kids. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I have attempted to watch the first movie and uh, do the audio book of the first book, and I just can't get into it i don't know what it is uh, my uh, the rest of my family they're they're huge harry potter fans you know my dad i know that was one thing my dad uh was doing a lot of before uh 
before he wound up uh, going to the nursing home was uh, watching all the Harry Potter movies as often as he could. So that's uh, yeah. I it's my my wife is really into it. When we first met, I remember she talked about. She said, uh, "By the way, Winning Unlimited says 2007 release date for Harry Potter Seven. That was when my wife graduated high school." So that would make sense that she kind of grew up with those books. I try. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I know that That makes me feel old too. Trust me. Um, Cause I graduated 1975. So I'm just kidding everybody. <laughs> or am I? Uh, so uh, Chad Cooley, uh, this is going to lead us into break here, folks. He says, what do you guys think about the Kraken just signing Charlie Conway of Minnesota? Uh, will he contribute immediately Chad, I think we're all wondering the same thing, especially since um, he was uh, uh, just featured in an NBC show about him being a bad doctor called Dr. Death. Anybody who knows Joshua Jackson knows that's what the reference is. But uh, we will talk about the expansion draft after a word from our friends over at rockinthatidlife.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Put that energy drink down. Don't you know that common energy drinks contain high levels of caffeine and other harmful ingredients that can lead to increased blood pressure and heart rhythm disturbances? Finding that energy you need for everyday activities doesn't need to put your health at risk. ID Life's energy formula doesn't use artificial ingredients or a massive dose of caffeine. Energy's caffeine levels are released slowly over time, allowing for longer periods of energy without crash, not to mention keeping your heart safe. Energy also includes neurotransmitters for mood, focus, memory, and cognitive function. ID Life also added antioxidants associated with brain health for no reason besides perfection. With rockinthatidlife.com, you can get an energy boost and leave the heart risk behind. Text Dustin at 636-393-8745 or visit rockinthatidlife.com and throw those gas station energy drinks in the garbage. That's 636-393-8745 and rockinthatidlife.com and tell Dustin that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Well, Bill, obviously there's a huge uh, blues tie-in, lots of blues talk to get with this uh, expansion draft. But before we get into that, I did want to talk to you about the show itself, uh, which was held on ESPN2. First ESPN coverage since before the 2004 lockout. Uh, so this was kind of their uh, their welcoming the NHL back. So we'll talk about the pro- project, uh, the, uh, the, the actual uh, show uh, as well as um, the picks that we're going to get into, who wasn't picked, who Bill said before the show is probably what's more interesting than the picks themselves, which I completely agree. Um, but first of all, let's talk about uh, the first thing I want to mention is is kind of a, a bitch fest. Um, it was all over social media this today. Uh, Frank Saravelli, who's a great reporter, and I hold nothing against him at all for anything he said or did on Twitter. I think he's doing his job. He did a great job. You know, any other time, that's that's exactly what you want to hear from your reporters. For me, though, completely took away the suspense of what tonight was supposed to be. Same thing happened with the Golden Knights back when they first joined the league. Uh, the, the, the leaked players coming out, it, it was uh, started at about 10 o'clock this morning, Central Time. Pretty much every pick was was leaked. I think maybe 29 of them. Uh, I think Detroit was really the only one that hadn't leaked. 
Um, and granted, that's that's agents, that's GMs, that's players. It's it's on the NHL for not finding a way to put the, a tighter lid on this. But I did watch the show, and again, we'll get to the actual production value here in a minute. But um, what did you think of that? Was that something that bothered you? Do you care? Uh, were you excited to find out on live TV? What are your thoughts on it? Um, well, if let's just put it this way. If I had any hopes for um, the, uh, the broadcast, they were qu- quickly dashed. So at the end of the day, I don't mind that we knew the, the two biggest storylines going into this thing. Um, I mean, this is like, you know, they, they called around at ESPN to see who was the closest person to Seattle that could do it. And they got, um, what's his name? Um, Fowler, uh, to do the, uh, <laughs> to do it. John, John, John Chris, Fowler. Uh, is that Chris his first Fowler? name? Chris Fowler. Know. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was, God, we, we'll have to talk about that in a bit. Um, but no, um, you know, I, I, the, the insiders got to it before everything, you know, like you said, Frank Saravalli, um, you know, had, had let it go about price and about, uh, Tarasenko both being passed over. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that, those are obviously for me, the two biggest storylines going into it. Um, so, you know, I still tuned in to watch it. Um, you know, I was going to watch it regardless, but yeah, you know, that's, I'll admit, like you said, it, it's, it's on the players and the agents more than anything else. I'll admit, I don't, um, I don't think I would have watched it if we weren't going to have a podcast tonight. I think I, when I started seeing all the picks, cause I, we, uh, Kurt and I, uh, I remember for the Vegas one, we actually, uh, went to a, a now defunct bar that's uh, Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill, which, uh, I would say RIP, but I don't think Kurt shares those sentiments. Um, but, uh, um, they, uh, we actually went there and did a live show. We actually did it while the, uh, picks were being announced. And at first we thought, oh, this can be really cool because, like, we'll be able to, like, have live reaction on how we feel like this team's going to look. We are going to have live reaction on who the blues are losing. But again, it all came out that afternoon. So really it like the show, we almost even, we even texted each other and said, we might not even want to do this now, now that all the picks are out, who cares? Um, And it's the same thing here. So when I started seeing the picks come out, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Uh, I just said, you know what? We're podcasting about it tonight. The production's going to come up. I'm going to watch it for that reason. Otherwise, I really don't think I would have. So now that we're into that, let's talk about the production of of the show itself. Uh, You mentioned Chris Fowler, Dominic Moore were your hosts for the evening. Um, Why is it? And I remember we bitched about this with Vegas, too. Why can we never get microphones fucking working in live events for the NHL? They never work. Right. The second they brought Kevin Weeks out on stage, you know, it, he's talking and you're not hearing him. And it, you know, they had to hand him a, a, a handheld mic. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like they're using the same mics that, you know, the refs, the on ice officials use. It, they're always broken. Just, yeah, embarrassing. 
It's fucking embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. Yeah, I felt like Dominic Moore should have been kicking a trash can across the stage. Um, no, yeah, it, in, it's a, it's obnoxious. Hey, yeah, I was I was going to say kudos to the NHL. Um, you know, I think we talked about this, you know, in previous shows. But the uh, the talent that ESPN's picked up, Dominic Moore, um, Kevin Weeks, Brian Boucher, uh, huge fans of those guys' work. Glad they're going to ESPN. But if this is the production value that we're going to get from hockey broadcasts, I mean, ugh, it it just it was painful from from start to finish. I mean, from you know, from like you said, the mic's not working. Um, to you know, not prepping the players to uh, or not not prepping the uh, the basketball and football guys for uh, you're you're dealing with hockey dabes. Uh, Don Scoy, that was rough. Marshawn Lynch, uh, it's pronounced Don Scoy, right? You don't don't spring it on him. Like it, it it seems like that that was part of the joke, right? It, it seemed like a big joke. Yeah, and that's that's what I don't understand. I was I was gonna make the exact same point because with okay, so um, I think it was Sean Kemp, right? That that said Don Scoy, right? And no, and it was, no, it was Marshawn Lynch that said Don. Marshawn Lynch was Callie Yarncrock. Oh, that's right, that's right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So so with Sean Kemp, I understand to a certain extent that was live, but at the same time, tell these guys three hours before and and spell right. it phonetically. And say say Jonas Donskoy, like that's spell it phonetically if you have to. Who cares? He doesn't right. need to know the actual spelling. Show him a but couple the one, of clips. The one that pissed me off more was the Marshawn Lynch because that was pre-recorded. That right. was clearly pre-recorded. So even if you don't prep him for how to say it, you record the first take, and he calls him my boy Callie. Can't say his last name. Okay. Cut. It's Callie Yarncrock. Say Callie Yarncrock. Callie Yarncrock. Okay, we're good to go. Why not do that? So he at least gets the name right. I don't right. know. It, and, it was very that, silly to me. And and that's that's the part. It was like they wanted the laugh value, right? They they is you know cringeworthy for for us uptight hockey fans, but they wanted the laugh value. Uh, for for ESPN, I think to to hear Marshawn Lynch uh, butcher the name. Still, one of my favorite butcherings of all time was uh, a couple of years. It was whenever uh, Martin Saint Louis won the um, uh, the the Art Ross and the uh, Most Valuable Player. The drawn a blank. The Heart, and um, they had a bunch of uh, the desperate housewives come up on stage for the show. Do you remember this? And they all three said it at the same time. And they go, and the winner is Martin St. Louis. And it was just, <laughs> oh, can you not, right before they go on stage, say it's Martin St. Louis. Like, and again, spell it phonetically. These these are these hockey names are not hard are not easy to pronounce. I don't blame people for not understanding it. It's on the NHL to make sure those people know how to say it. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Cringeworthy. Um, yeah, and I'll say too, another uh, kind of going back to my last point about the uh the, the leaks of who's being selected. Um 
I think the only way around that, and again, I get that maybe the players don't want this. Maybe it's even something that's worked out in the CBA. I don't know. But why not have them submit the list right before the show, an hour before the show? Nobody else sees it except ESPN. That way they can get clips ready. They can have the show ready for when the picks are announced. And then that way there's no leaks. And and again, I know players are probably going to want, they want to know beforehand you know, and, and they want to get the, some of the players there like they did tonight. They did the same thing in Vegas. I get that to a certain extent, but I don't understand why they can't just, hey, we got the draft at, you know, uh, what, 5 o'clock Pacific time. Your list is due at 4 o'clock. You know, like that's when you submit it. We don't want to see it before because we don't want anybody to leak it. Submit it at 4 o'clock. Submit it to ESPN and the NHL registry, and that's it. So I don't know. It's so many things wrong with the way the NHL does this stuff. And, and I really hope that ESPN is going to help them correct some of this stuff. Because from how I understand it, with the microphone issues and all that, it's the NHL that puts on the production, and it's ESPN that like finds the hosts and uh, all that. So basically, it's an NHL event that's hosted by ESPN. So... Again, I could be wrong on that, but that's how I believed it to be in the past when they were doing it on NBC Sports, so I imagine nothing's changed. Maybe ESPN needs to step in and say, we need to up your production value. Let us let us take control of this stuff. Yeah, or they're going to have to learn where the gaps are to do that, right? The, the NHL yep. brings so much. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be... Well, it's going to be an interesting year with the two new broadcast partners. And um, so far, um, you know, ESPN's kind of picked up where they left off in, in terms of, you know, just not uh, not really uh, giving it their all to support hockey. But Yep. Well, let's get into uh, some of the picks themselves. Um, you know what? Uh, do you want to talk about the Blues first? This is kind of fly off the... Yeah seat of our pants here. Let's talk about the blues. So you mentioned to me uh, again before the show that the biggest story you felt is the players not picked. And uh, one of those was Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, If you follow us on Twitter, uh, you know that a friend of the show, a gentleman we had on during the behind enemy line series for the Philadelphia Flyers, Anthony Sanfilippo, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, he's a very trusted source, uh, former beat writer for the team. Uh, he had tweeted that apparently the rumor was Tarasenko was going to be picked by Seattle and he was going to be flipped to Philadelphia for draft picks and Jakob Voracek. Um, and so that was kind of the buzz around St. Louis the last couple days. News comes out today that they decided to draft Vince Dunn. So your thoughts on, first of all, I guess if you want to talk about Tarasenko being unprotected, and then him not being picked. Uh, go right ahead, Bill. Well, you know, I, I I totally expected that Tarasenko was going to be gone. You know, I, I expected um, a, a Seattle to do a lot more wheeling and dealing. You know, it just it worked well for, for Vegas, um, you know, drafting people and flipping them. And, you know, it just there was none of that. And that surprised me. Um, having names out there, 
you know, like Tarasenko, like Carey Price, hell, like Jonathan Quick. You can you can bring in a really good player for nothing, you know, just their salary cap hit. And, you know, this the approach that Seattle took was so tepid. Um, you know, uh, to me, it looks like they loaded up on defense um, and they're going to try and wheel, wheel and deal from a, a you know, point of power, um, you know, with, with as much depth as they're going to have on D because shit, they don't have much on forward. I mean, try to try to piece together a top line here. You have Yanni Gord, Jonas Donskoy, and Jordan Everly. That's that's who I would slate as my opening night first line from this group right here, and and that's not great. So why not? Why not go with Vladimir Tarasenko? You know, why not take us take a you know a. a a flyer on at least Jonathan Quick, if not Carey Price. I'm glad, glad as hell that Carey Price is not out of Montreal. I mean that that was that seemed like a uh, um, a gamble at best, a, a poorly calculated gamble at best on Bergevin's part. But uh, you know, I, I think the um, you know any lingering doubts, um, you know, in in terms of Carey Price's health. Um, and, and his contract was just enough to to scare Seattle off, and they really went with this, you know, build from the back uh, kind of mentality. And uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see what uh, what happens come uh, come Friday night in the uh, the entry draft. Yeah, I I think well, yes, the entry draft I think is going to be very interesting, not just because of the Kraken. But I think a lot of teams are going to be wheeling and dealing more than we usually see in the draft just because, again, a flat cap, big-name free agents being available, uh, which I think typically in a post-cap era, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think it's, it's again, we have COVID-19 to thank for that. Um, but um, I think that uh, – I think even tomorrow, once the trade freeze ends, which I think is, uh, what is it, 1 o'clock? our time or, or noon, our time. Um, I think you're going to see Kraken very involved in some trades. A um, lot of picks. No, I don't think they made particularly any bad picks by any means. lot. They went very young, very, very young, very, very, um, young. very young, way younger than the, I think probably any, I'd like to see the numbers, but any expansion team in the last, 40 years in the NHL. They most of their picks were 23, 24 years old. So and guys who only had a handful of NHL games. Um right. and and I I like um, like uh you mentioned the Montreal pick. Man, I would have taken Carey Price. Just I mean they they took Mark Giordano, who is probably going to be the face of the franchise for the first year depending on what else they do. But I'm like I'm looking at that and I'm saying Carey Price, man. That is that's your Marc Andre Fleury. Fleury became an instant mm-hmm. fan favorite. I think with him having the local ties, that is that would have been the great pick. But I will say, Ko Fleury is a good defenseman, and picking him and his brother Hayden, which I was actually kind of surprised that Anaheim left him exposed. Um, I think yeah. that's a, that's two solid picks right there, and I think that's something fans will get behind having the two brothers playing on the same team. But um, yeah, lots of 
lots of stuff that I looked at. Uh, I know that uh, they signed Alexiak. They're going after Larson mm-hmm. uh, as free agents, but I'm with you. Quick price, take one veteran goalie of all the ones that were available. Get the get right. the name on the team, and and you're going. Right. They're going to sell out every game. I'm not worried about that for them, but just to get the jersey sales. I mean, eh, why not? Go for it. Yeah, and and that's the that's like the 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 thing that's really missing here, and what what makes me think that they're going to try to make a big splash with with a, a trade or a you know a, a bigger free agent signing. Uh, right now, you know, like you said, Giordano, he's going to be the face of the franchise, right? He's he's the veteran guy. He's the defenseman, former Norris Trophy winner, hell of a defenseman. But you know he's uh, he's pretty long in the tooth. Um, he's he's been around a long time. Plays a very heavy physical style. Um, body's not going to last too much longer uh, playing that way. Um, I think it it you know it it's kind of you know you go back to to Vegas and you know Derek England. Um, you know, became kind of that, that locker room favorite and, you know, the, the first, uh, you know, locker room leader. Um, and I, I think with Giordano, you, you instantly have that, right. It, it, it wasn't immediately apparent, right. Derek England was just kind of a, you know, a, a third pairing defenseman for the Penguins before he went to Vegas and, you know, really adopted that city. And, um, you know, in, in light of what happened, you know, with the, uh, the, the mass shooting there. Um, he really rallied that team uh, around the city. Um, oh, hopefully there's nothing tragic like that. That yeah. this is Seattle. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you've got Mark Giordano. I mean, you, you had the chance to put Vladimir Tarasenko uh, on, on a Jersey and sell it, you know, and, and make a lot of money. Um, and, you know, you, you had a chance to put Carey Price on the back of a Jersey and make a lot of money and, and they didn't do it. Um, and, and from a goaltending perspective, um, you know, Chris Dreger, you know, kind of a little bit of an up and comer, uh, but was never going to get a playing time in Florida because of the Bobrovsky signing. Um, Vitek Vanacek, you know, was not going to overtake Ilya Samsonov um, in uh, Washington. Um, and then, uh, Joey Decord, uh, from Ottawa. You know, uh, I, I don't know that Ottawa is where I'd go for my goaltending depth. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of worked for the blues, although Brian Elliott was, uh, a, a Colorado avalanche property before the blues signed them. Um, I don't know that, that kind of a head scratcher there. Um, especially, especially with two, you know, Vesna quality goalies and price and quick on the board uh, that you go with those three. Um, I think Vanacek probably has the biggest upside of all those guys, Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe defense, uh, you know, it seems like they're building from, uh, from the backside out um, and uh, you have a stout enough defense. Maybe one of those guys will, uh, will, will get you, uh, you know, enough wins to uh, get you in the playoffs. But as it sits right now, uh, as, as I turned off this, the broadcast tonight, there's no way in hell this playoff team. That, now, it's not even close. 
I will say uh, in the Pacific, they might, you know, again, Vegas, we looked at that team and said there's no way they make the playoffs. They ended up going to the Stanley Cup final and losing to the Capitals. Um, they can obviously it can happen. A young team can come together and surprise us. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen this time, but I, what I do think is going to happen, I think you're going to see the side deals. I think you're going to see a lot of stuff coming up as soon as the the, the trade freeze is over. Like you said, the uh, the draft this weekend uh, is is going to be interesting. Uh, I think there will be plenty of moves uh, having uh, to, to go with Seattle. Um, but I do want to talk about Vince Dunn. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't. Uh, so uh, this, to me, to me, honestly, I know that Vladimir Tarasenko was the sexy pick. We mentioned jersey sales. To me, it was Vince Dunn all along. I mm-hmm. I looked at him as the guy that makes the most sense because Tarasenko you still have your question marks. Is he really 100%? Is he really going to be able to come back and be that guy we've seen him be? So with that question in mind, it was always Vince Dunn. And we even heard earlier today uh, before the Dunn pick was announced that Jaden Schwartz was a possibility. That's a guy that they were eyeing for free agent talk. So maybe they'll pick him so they get the exclusive rights to try and talk to him. So there was a lot up in the air, but... Done to me makes the most sense, especially with how we saw they went with defense. Uh, very defensive team, young defense, which Dunn is young. Um, I think uh, I think that was a solid pick for the Kraken. Yeah, no, he he's uh, out of all of those guys, um, out of all the D that they they picked, he's the guy that's going to lead the rush. Right. And, and, you know, he he was the, you know, in the uh, advanced stats community, um, you know, he was the um, the one that uh, everybody uh, went to in, in terms of blues defensemen, you know, leading, you know, driving possession, um, you know, being you know, just your the guy that created an opportunity and, uh, you know, the. I, I don't think he ever was a good fit with Baruby. Um and I you know I think you're right all along it was going to be Vince Dunn. Um, I mean we you know from from the get go you know looking at who could possibly be available uh, Dunn was always in that conversation and he always made the most sense um, guy that can't crack the top four uh, for some reason on on this roster. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I think long-term uh, it, it's going to be uh, a, a loss for the Blues. But, uh, you know, if they're going to lose somebody and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, we will be able to, uh, to deal with that. Um, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, I love Jake Wallman. Um, I think he'll, he'll do well here. Um, but he's not going to be a replacement for him. Uh, maybe Perunovic, if he gets healthy, will make us forget Vince Dunn. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I thought if this is the the coach we're going to roll with, which you know, Baruby's won us the Stanley Cup, um, and I think he deserves at least the better part of next year to prove that he can get the Blues back into um, uh, higher than mediocrity. Uh, he's earned that. 
And Vince Dunn is not a player that fits in his system. He never has. So I'm actually okay with that. And again, I've said this on the show before with you on Perunovic, 100%. Uh, I think he steps in. He's going to be a standout. Maybe he's not a standout rookie, but by his second or third year, I think you'll see him doing a lot of stuff that Vince Dunn did, if not better than Vince Dunn did. So, um, and then and then you've just you've just got so much offensive D uh, back there that that I think they knew. Okay, we can, we're going to probably lose Dunn or one of these guys. We're going to have to get rid of. Now, Dunn would have been a nice trade chip. You know, he's young, he's quick, he's got good hands, his his analytic numbers are ridiculous. I think that would have been great for a trade. But like excuse me, like you said, you're you have to lose somebody. Um and you can't protect everyone. So, you know, I know that I was crazy in in my defenseman keeps when I announced my keeper list, just because I wanted one of those high priced defensemen to go. But let's be honest here. I knew the whole time that wasn't going to happen. The blues want to keep Falk. They want to keep Pareko and they want to keep uh Krug. There's no more room for done there. You had to leave him exposed. And unfortunately, like I said earlier, that's just to me, the best pick Seattle could have made from the blues roster. Um, I'll add two, uh, talking about Tarasenko real quick, and then we'll we'll move on here. But um, seeing that that he thinks or knows, we'll see this season, um, that he's a, a 30 or 40 goal scorer still. Two years left on his contract. Uh, had a chance to go to a new team for free. Literally a team that had nothing to give up to get him. And then he doesn't get picked. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that chip has gotten bigger now. Uh, it's, yeah. Can his shoulder handle it, though? I guess that's really the question. Burn! <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It, it He's, he, wherever he plays next year, um, I, I think he is going to start out on fire, uh, provided he doesn't, you know, overexert himself, hurt himself again. And, you know, you know, hopefully, hopefully the surgery took, you know, I, I would still love to see the guy, you know, I, I would love to see him make amends and stay here. Um, you know, he, he is a, uh, you know, a generational talent, um, you know, that, that we haven't had in, in terms of goal scoring, but, you know, it, it's probably, probably past that, um, you know, his trade value is pretty low. Um, you know, I think the, the, what we would be looking at is, you know, whether or not, um, you know, Armstrong can find a deal, um, and, uh, you know, I, Will will he report to camp if he can't? I don't know. It's going to be some some interesting off season stuff. So I, you know, I'm I'm really interested to see what happens. You know, th- this weekend with uh, with the draft and and all the, you know, the trade possibilities. So yeah, and I'll add. Um, there's no official talk yet, but I know uh, Bill and Kurt and I, as I mentioned early in the show, and as we mentioned at the top of every show, uh, make sure you keep your eye out on Twitter, maybe even Facebook. We might be jumping in that Discord server uh, during the draft, after the draft, depending on what happens. 
uh, could be a lot of interest there. So if you're uh, interested in talking with some fellow blues fans, whether with voice or text, uh, make sure you check out let's go blues.com slash discord. Uh, wrapping up talking about the Seattle Kraken here. Uh, what was your, what was your favorite pick that they made? Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, I, I think the, their best pick that they made was Johnny Gord. That, yeah. that guy is, he is, he is in, you know, all around uh, solid hockey player. Um, you, you know, he may be able to slot in as a one C on this team. Um, you know, certainly right now that's, that's what he looks like. Um, but if there's, there's a guy who's, who's got the, the energy and the drive to make that happen on, on this roster, it's going to be him. Um, you know, that, that was, that was the one guy that I'm like, yeah, that, that was absolutely the right pick. Yeah. That's that, that to me was a no brainer pick. I think if they would have skipped out on him and then talking about what we talked about earlier with price and Tarasenko and, uh, even quick, you know, a name, somebody you need, if they would have skipped out on him, that would have been, you know, what the hell are you doing, Ron Francis? But no, that's that's a great pick. Uh, the one that I really liked and and that I, I think a lot of people kind of overlooked and said, you know, oh, this, uh, you know, there's so many goalies available. Why would they take this guy? Uh, I like the Vanacek pick. Um, he basically became Washington starter uh, for a bit last season and looked fantastic. Yes, they lost in the first round to Boston, but I don't put that on Vanacek, who got hurt, by the way. Uh, I yeah. think that is a solid pick for them. I, again, I was like, you got to pick price number one and your second, your backup is going to be Vanacek. Maybe a pick. And I thought, uh, Drieger was, was a good pick too, but I thought maybe you have those two battle it out and then you trade the other one. If, uh, you know, whatever reason, you know, whatever goalie doesn't work out for you, but uh, Vanacek was a great pick. I also really like Mark Giordano. I know he's older, but um, you got to have that veteran presence back there. And I think, to me, that's depending on what else happens. That's your first captain in, in Kraken history is Giordano. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's been the cap, captain of the Flames for what last seven eight years mm-hmm. um, since Aginla retired. Um, yeah. Well, since again, moved on um, yeah. from from Calgary. Um, no brainer, no brainer that he is he's going to be the uh, uh, the guy um, to to wear the C. And it's it's not going to be like Vegas where they didn't name a C in the first year. You draft Mark Giordano and don't give him the C. You did it wrong. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. Dave Hacks Cole. Hopefully, you're listening. By the way. What's with uh, Bettman not being able to pronounce Hextall's name? Did you pick up on that? He called him Hextall. Yeah. Come <laughs> on, man. It, to me, it, to me, it's it's uh, it, it, Gary. I, I think Gary's got a lot of. Uh, <clears throat> that was probably a shot at him. Like you know, it, it, Gary seems to be a a, a pretty pretty dialed in guy um when it comes to uh to to people and you know uh, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe it is just, you know, I'm, I don't need to worry about what your name is kind of thing. But <laughs> the fact that Hextall fired Hextall. Yeah. Well, then that, Hextall himself was fired. <laughs> right. Um, right. And the Blues, Blues lost a hell of a trading partner. Yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, one more thing on the production that I actually did want to mention. Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Well, I'll, Anaheim I'll Mighty yeah. Ducks. Right, and Carolina Panthers. Did you catch that? Yes, I did. Yeah, so the Carolina Panthers, both the Carolina Hurricanes and the Carolina Panthers uh, are sharing uh, Twitter fun tonight. Oh, uh, boy. They they have the Hurricanes logo and Panthers colors uh, as their logos on their Twitter feeds tonight. That's fantastic. I haven't seen that. That's fantastic. Well, of course the of course Chris Fowler was going to make a a football reference uh yeah. you know, unintended. Uh Yeah. And I it's live, man. I get it. It's but you got to correct yourself, you know. And again, for me, like yes, Carolina Panthers was bad. Anaheim Mighty What was the last time they were the Mighty Ducks? Was that 2005? 16 mm-hmm. years? Come on. Yeah. Oh, rough, rough stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's hope that production value gets better uh, with ESPN and, and TNT over the years. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think I was just trolling Twitter, and uh, it looks like uh, John Butchergrass is on his uh, annual um, playing the best golf courses in the U.S. tour, uh, or else he would have been the guy there tonight. Oh yeah, I wish he would have been. That would have been perfect. Even Barry Melrose, uh, that guy can annoy the hell out of me, but, I mean, to welcome hockey back, who better than Barry Melrose? Yeah. Um, not, uh, Mike Leon in the Facebook chat says, uh, nice haircut, Ponder, looking sharp. Uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. I did get a cut today, actually, for the show. I did it for you. Uh, no, it's not true. I just, it was getting kind of long, and um, if I let it go too long, that's when I start letting it grow and grow and grow. And it gets, you know, to be like the crazy lion mane that we've all seen. Uh, so I try to keep it short. So I don't have a reason to let myself do that. And we're getting to the hot part of the year. You don't need that flow no, right now. Exactly. And, and last year I had the long hair going all summer and I just, it was unbearable. I, I stopped running outside for that reason. I was like, I can't jog outside anymore. It's too hot. My, I have too much hair. I need to start jogging on a treadmill. So, yeah, I, I like my ability to go outside whenever I want. So I got to keep the hair short. Uh, so moving on. Uh, well, I should ask you, Bill, anything else you want to talk about with the uh, expansion draft? Um, no, no. Um. Just you know, Seattle's uh, Seattle's a place I've wanted to visit, and uh, now that they've got a hockey team, all the more so. Um, but uh, I don't know; uh, it'll have to be for a Blues or Canadians game because their team right now is not inspiring me on its own. Well, we'll see in the coming days how that team looks. But uh, I agree. No, I told the wife tonight, um, and I've said for years, there's one part of the country I've never seen, and that's the Pacific Northwest. 
and uh, I'm dying to see it. That is literally like that and the Aurora Borealis are two things. And I'm like, I will see this before I die. So now, like you said, now that there's a hockey team up in Seattle, all the more reason to make a two week trip up there, stop in, see a hockey game, maybe even go to Vancouver, see a game up oh, there. Yeah. Uh, looking forward oh, yeah. to that. I'm, I'm hoping I can do that in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the dream. Van- Seattle and Vancouver. I've been to Portland, um, spent some time, a little bit of time in Oregon, loved it. And uh, can't imagine it's going to get any worse the further up the coast you go. Uh, our friend Dustin Paul from com gives us a little wavy emoji on Facebook. What's up, Dustin? Thanks for listening. Uh, Mike Leon also adds, Al Iofrady cut is what you generally go for. So I will say, I showed my my wife a picture of Al Iofrady, and I said, this is my next haircut. And she said, I won't be around to see it. So I was like, all right, fine, I won't do it. <laughs> Chips are down. Chips are down. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah it, it takes a special person to rock the skullet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's something the wife will never allow. So I tell you what, though, for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. That's the first haircut I'm going to have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the uh, the NHL uh, prior to tonight announced the preseason schedule for all 32 NHL teams um, for the Blues. They have eight preseason games. Uh, one of those includes October 2nd, uh, Blackhawks at Blues. It's actually going to be in Independence, Missouri at the Cable Dahmer Arena, which is the home of the Kansas City Mavericks. Um, before we go on, Bill, have you ever been to the Cable Dahmer Arena? No, it, uh, I can't believe that anybody would name a place in 2021. Hold on. Yeah, I'm with you, Bill. I know where you're going with this. Uh, Dahmer, right? Right, right. Yeah. And apparently my dogs totally disagree with that, too. Because <laughs> How dare you? Or, Dahmer got a hold of one of them. Jesus. Oh, boy. That, seriously. Like, you know, this. It, it, it's, it's almost on par with it being the Cable Hitler arena, right? It, it's just <laughs> one of those names that, you know... Yeah, you might be proud of your name, but there's it's infamous. Drop it. Okay, I was gonna say I I couldn't remember because I've I've been there, and I couldn't remember what it was called when I went. Uh, Silverstein Ice Center's Arena is what it was when I went. So, uh, apologize for my cat jumping in the camera there, but um, yeah, I uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I was like I saw the name of the arena, I thought. I feel like I would remember if that was the name of the arena, but yeah, when I went, it was not named that Um, interesting name to be sure, but um, still game in independence, Missouri, which is exciting. I think, and we've seen this with games at the sprint center in Kansas city. I think this is still the NHL testing the waters with Kansas city, whether it be bumping the Mavericks up to the uh, AHL uh, or, um, bring an NHL team in the next 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, it, it, certainly, you know, from a, from a geographical standpoint, it would, it would help balance things out. I mean, it, it's odd that, 
you know, Arizona, which is, you know, an hour flight from LA is going to be in the central. Um, and that's, that's just always going to feel weird. Um, so, you know, you bring in a team in, uh, you know, either Kansas city or, or Houston for that matter. Um, you, you add, you know, to the central division, you know, I, I think that, that either one of those locations makes sense. Um, you know, I, I spent a little bit of time in Kansas city for work a few years back and, you know, talking about how the sprint center is, you know, a, a marquee venue, um, that has no anchor tenants and, uh, the uh, the people that I talked to were like, man, it's okay. We you know we we have a nice state of the art arena that doesn't get abused, and you know we we don't need the NBA, we don't need the NHL, but you don't build a building like that without no. eventually putting something in there. Yeah. So it, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, you know the fact that they're putting it in Independence. Um, you know that. That's uh, you know further further into the uh, the Missouri side, um, interesting, um, but uh, I don't know um, if uh, if the COVID situation is the same. I will definitely not even thinking about it. think about making the drive to to catch the game. Nice, yeah, uh, man, that'd be awesome. A Let's go Blues radio night in Independence, Missouri. Could be fun. <laughs> Yeah, it, it would take a lot to, to happen. Like, you know, either the pandemic gets so hot that everybody dies off and sanity returns, um, or <laughs> magically the number's going to under control. But um, I'll add, too, for anybody who's not familiar with the Missouri landscape, uh, it is a 9.4-mile drive from um, Independence to Kansas City uh, downtown. So... Uh, yes, it's it's a lot of people consider Independence basically the St. Charles of St. Louis. Um, so it's it or I'm sorry, the St. Charles of Kansas City. So um, anyway, uh, so that's cool. I'm I'm always happy to see them have a game out there in Kansas City. I know the Blues have a fair following out there, but uh, eight preseason games. I saw some teams have six. So I'm like, why? do the blues have more preseason games than other teams? Have you seen, have you noticed that the other teams only have six games? I haven't. Um, and the blues have always been willing to do the split squad games though. I mean, there've been a couple times where they've had two games on the same day in different venues and just, you know, whatever it's preseason. Um, you know, you're, you're letting, letting, you know, camp invitees and you know rookies that don't really have a chance um you know play play in the uh the big club sweaters and you know represent them you know for that short period i i don't know i don't i it's so hard to put anything into preseason for me it's it's gearing up for the for the year right that that that's the best i can say for it yeah it's funny i think it was uh well it wouldn't have been last year i guess that would have been two years ago I remember they uh, they actually did broadcast one or two Blues preseason games on NHL Network, and I was all excited to to watch it and be like, "Oh yeah, all right, I get to watch a, some preseason action on TV." And I turned it on for the first period, and I turned it off, and then my wife and I started watching something else, and she goes, "Oh hey, I think you know you probably want to turn the game back on, right?" And I go, 
ah, I think I'm good. She's like, really? You, you've been talking about hockey all summer. You don't want to watch it. And I'm like, I just can't get into it. Like I've been given like gifted tickets to the preseason home games and I enjoy them. It's hockey. It's live hockey. I enjoy it. But when it's on TV, man, I just, I don't care that much. I mean, I'll watch it if nothing else is on, but it's just not that important to me because it's, you know, you pretty much know who's going to be on the roster. Yeah. There's going to be a couple, you know, Lee Stepniaks that come out of nowhere, but for the most part, like, it's just not that interesting to watch. It's, you know, guys like O'Reilly guys, like the game breaker type players you see either they're not playing or if they are, you can tell they're just kind of going out there for warm up, and that's about it. Right. So you're hoping the whole time they're not going to get injured. Yeah. Right. Right. I I think that the people that, you know, really dial into uh, preseason broadcasts are the people that are trying to, fill out their uh, six hours, eight hours of, uh, you know, watching tape on the Eric Foley's of the world. <laughs> oh, Eric Foley. Uh, well, Bill, we are, uh, we're up against a break here, so we're going to, we're going to take it. Uh, let's uh, hear from our friends over at Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. And we are back. We got some uh, comments to get to. Uh, Derek in the YouTube chat says if Seattle wants to pick up high-end talent, they probably want to negotiate their own contracts with free agents then take on the tail end of aging contracts that resigned, that were designed before the cap freeze. Uh, so not surprised they didn't pick up many big names. Um, that is definitely true. I, I can see that. They have, what was it, like 30 to $40 million now in cap space, um, which is insane. So they could literally go out against every big name free agent and say, Hey, come here, new franchise, you know, for a guy like Landis cog, we're going to give you a leadership role. I could definitely see that. So again, we'll see what the crack can do in the next week, because I think it could get very interesting in Seattle. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy Rutherford tweeted earlier tonight um, about uh, Tarasenko, um, you know, talking about the the you know pre uh, Caffrey's um, deals. You know, Tarasenko's uh, no trade clause complicated things and and kept that that deal from happening. Um, you know, whether that's the the Philly deal that uh, that you alluded to earlier, um, but the uh, you know it, apparently that was enough to keep. Uh, you know the the Kraken from from taking a chance on trying to move Tarasenko uh, if if he wasn't going to accept uh, where he was going to wind up going. 
So, uh, talking about uh, some rapid-fire hockey tidbits now, um, staying in the Central Division, we'll mention Nashville Predators uh, made headlines. Well, they didn't, but one of their prospects did. Luke Prokop. Am I saying that right, Bill? I think it's Prokop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He has publicly come out as gay. Uh, 2020 third-round pick. He plays for the Calgary Hitmen still. He's 19 years old. Uh, there has never been an openly gay NHL player. Uh, so this is kind of a groundbreaking story. We saw, um, ah, I'm drawing a blank on his name, uh, an NFL, I think it was a lineman, came out uh, recently on social media. And they both right. kind of said the same thing, that it's not, this isn't something that they really and truly wanted to do because they're they're kind of private people. But they know it's better to to grow for uh, the people they know, the people who might be struggling. This is going to help that kind of uh, mentality go away, that it's okay to be who you are. So I love it. I uh, applaud this kid so much. I am rooting so hard for him to make the NHL so I can root against him because once he gets here, I'm going to I'm going to boo you. I'm going to hope you play poorly, but until you get here, I'm a big fan of yours Luke and and man, I I really hope he makes it to the show. Right. And and that's, you know, assuming the Blues don't wind up acquiring him before he gets here. Then um, I'm getting his jersey. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's just you know, I'm 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 all for it, you know. Uh hopefully, you know, you know the, the name escapes me of the the uh, NFL lineman that that just came out. Um, you know, because before it was right Michael Sam who who came out before you know joining the Rams, never got a regular season snap in the NFL because he was he was you know basically uh, blacklisted because of uh, coming out. And uh, hopefully the the same thing doesn't befall uh, Mr. Prokop because I'll tell you that that is uh, you know takes a lot of courage, um, and you know I'm, I'm happy to see you know the the inclusion, um, the the NHL has embraced it. Um, you know we've had uh, you know uh, I think it was Brock McGillis, a former uh, NHLer who uh, who's also come out as gay, uh, was uh, tweeting and, and applauding. Um, you know the NHL interns uh, who were running the show um, uh, coming out after the Twitter trolls. Uh, you know, comment. You know, with with the expected uh, comments about you know they they don't care. You know, just shut up and play hockey kind of thing. Um, and you know, that there, there has to be a, a bit of an activist mentality. If you're ever going to move past the, you know, the, the, the history, um, and, and the, you know, w- what is presumed to be, you know, baked, baked in, um, you know, resistance to, to, to the idea of, of having, uh, you know, people be openly, uh, you know, come out and, and be open about their sexuality. And, you know, again, I, I'm with you. I applaud it. And, uh, you know, until you put on that Nashville Predators jersey, um, I'm, I'm all for you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'll say, like, I do agree with the sentiment that people say, you know, I can't wait until the day that this isn't news, you know, because it's like, 
one day, hopefully we get to a point where players don't have to feel like they have to come out and admit that they're gay or that they're bi or that they're gender fluid or whatever it might be. Um, I'm hoping there's a day that that day comes, but, and so I, I agree with that sentiment, but at the same time today, 2021, July, 2021, that kind of stuff is needed. It's needed to, to prove to not only young athletes, but older athletes and people that aren't even athletes, people who just watch the sport. It's okay. Be who you are, be who you want to be. Uh, that's the kind of voice we need to hear more from. And, uh, and again, Luke Prokop, not an easy thing to do. You know, think about it this way, Bill. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm sure you've known uh, gay people in, in your life or, or whatever, but I've had serious conversations with some of my friends that, that happen to be gay about what was it like telling your parents? What was it like telling your, uh, for one guy, what was it like telling your pastor? Um, and it was a very hard situation. Imagine having to come out to the entire world, you know, like knowing that you're going to get trolls on, on social media coming after you and there's potential that you're going to take the rink next season and somebody's going to say something to you that is off color. Um, having the courage to do that, by the way, Carl Nassib was the, uh, the NFL player who came out as gay. Right. right, right. Um, and, and just having the, the, the balls, honestly, to, to come out and, and, and tell the world that, Hey, I'm going to put myself in the public spotlight for a couple days to what a lot of, people unfortunately consider to be a negative thing you know it's 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 so impressive it's so com- commemorable and i just hats off to 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 luke prokop and carl nasib for for kind of taking a stand and and honestly being historical figures because you know they're going to they're the first in their sport that have really come out and said what needed to be said for years Yep, definitely. Um, kudos to them. So, uh, well, I think that is all that we have. So uh, talking about next week's show, uh, we will be, uh, again, we'll be back all summer, if you're not aware, uh, every week, every weekend, or I'm sorry, every every probably every Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, we're going to have a new show for you. Uh, I will tell you that uh, I've procured uh, some good uh, interviews for the next couple weeks. So we'll have a couple good people on. We'll uh, we'll get to that later as the shows get closer. But um, got some good guests coming up. But, of course, next week, a lot going on in the NHL. Uh, NHL free agency, NHL entry draft, trades, 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 I'm sure, at least trade chatter. Um, so you want to tune in for our next couple shows. I know Kurt will probably be back next week. I think next week's going to be a big show. So, uh, again, if you're unaware, Let's Go Blues Radio doesn't go anywhere. We've got a show every single week over the summer. Bill, anything else from you before we uh, close up shop? Um, no, no. Um, just, uh, you know, wish wish there would have been a little bit more sexy talk tonight. Um, you know, the uh, the... Well, we can talk sexy all you want, Bill. I, I think we need to to bring that over to the Discord servers. Oh, 
Let's go blues yeah. radio after dark. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, uh, you know, I, I think it's, um, you know, I, it was probably all, always going to be underwhelming, you know, in, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the draft that happened tonight. Um, you know, like you said, they've got so much salary cap space. They'll be able to make some splashes in free agent market, um, you know, without having to give uh, picks away to do it. And um, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see where they are, um, you know, come, uh, come their uh, opening game against Vegas. And uh, yeah, I really do kind of hope that there is that, that rivalry that develops between Vancouver and Seattle. I, I think that would be good for, for everybody. Those, those natural, um, you know, geographical rivalries like St. Louis and Chicago, um, you know, that you hope that, that something gets going there. Um, so, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, let's hope that the, uh, the draft has a little more drama than, uh, than what we got to witness tonight. Yeah, and it typically does. Again, for those that, that may not remember or maybe you didn't follow the NHL when Vegas came in, it was a similar thing. It was, you know, everything came out the day of. There was no drama with the draft itself, uh, which was during the award show then. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the NHL entry draft, stuff is reported as it's happening. You know, so there's no... Oh, here's all the trades that went down today. And then there's an NHL show to recap all the trades later tonight. No, it's you're going to hear about it. If you're watching the coverage, Gary Bettman's going to jump on. He's going to say we have a trade to announce, which is like everyone's favorite phrase. Uh, But yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. I I really think that we're going to see some movement at least in the next week. I think by our next show, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Maybe not exactly with all the blues, but definitely around the league. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we're, uh, if, if we don't have more um, excitement in our, in our voices uh, on next week's show, um, then it's going to be a major disappointment because man, um, there, there's just so many unknowns right now. Uh, that that we hope uh, at least a few of them get answered uh, over the next week and uh, give us fodder to talk about. Yep. Uh, Derek says, I think there could be a rivalry with Vegas since they're both recent expansion teams. Yeah, with them being in the same division, completely possible. Um, but I'm with you, Bill. I know that uh, they, they announced it, for those who may not have watched the show tonight, the first home game. Um for uh, the Kraken will be against the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, hopefully that rivalry blossoms because, yeah, that you mentioned St. Louis and Chicago, but I mean, you look at, you know, Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, uh, Florida, Tampa Bay has gained some, some excitement the last couple of years. Uh, hopefully that continues to blossom into something awesome because yeah, I, yeah, let's see it. Let's see Rangers, it. Guys. Islanders. Yeah, Philly, yeah. Philly, Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yep. All of those. For sure. Well, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636 
636-393-8745 and tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Again, that's 636-393-8745. And by Centerize Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centerizebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centerizebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That will do it for episode 45 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We had a blast doing the show as always, folks, so thank you for tuning in. For the On Assignment, Kirk Price and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go, Blues. That was so enthusiastic. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go, Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win, they'll always get no matter what the score, they are quite a hockey team, my friend. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. You think that chip has gotten bigger now? Can his shoulder handle it, though?